This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Except no substitute. Hello and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me as always, but this time in New York, is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hi, Katie. Hello, live and direct from New York City. Why why are you there? Well, um, my brother-in-law is actually premiering a film at Tribeca this uh, week, and so I thought, why not come and work with all of our New York co-workers for the week and and meet some of them for the first time and uh, see what this office is all about. Well, uh, uh, thanks to the the miracle and advances of technology, we're able to uh, do the podcast uh, uh, through, through the magic of the interwebs and telephone. (laughs) The magic of telephone. Um, But as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we welcome special guest Trent Harmon. Uh, he's the latest American Idol winner, and he came by the office last week to chat with Katie and I. And he actually came by the office less than 24 hours after he won, and he was working off of about maybe an hour's sleep. But it was still a great interview. Um, so stay tuned for that later on in the show. We'll also be talking about how Kanye West's The Life of Pablo debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Uh, the album first came out in February, but it finally came out in a wide release uh, a little over a week ago. And thanks to its wide streaming availability, uh, it finally reached the charts. And so it debuts at number one, and it's uh, Kanye's seventh number one. We'll be talking about that. Uh, We'll be updating you about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which happened uh, last Friday night. Uh, The MTV Movie Awards took place over the weekend, and there were a lot of uh, music uh, bits and pieces to that show. We'll be talking about that. Before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, why don't you subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. 
Let's talk about Kanye at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Um, I want to ask Katie, before I dive into all my chart stuff, um, uh, Katie, you're sort of a hip-hop head to a certain degree, uh, <laughs> as I now like make you an official hip-hop expert. Um, what have you made, if you've had time to sort of absorb the Kanye album or, or tracks from the album, um, you know, especially because he's kind of tweaked it a little bit and kind of remixed it a little bit, have you had time to kind of absorb it and, and appreciate it a little bit more since it first came out in February? Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about it debuting on the charts now since it has been with us for like two months, it feels like. Not quite two months. And um, I I think it's really good. It's like really different, really, um, you know, really Kanye. <laughs> but it's... Um, it's not surprising to me that it's having this kind of staying power because it's actually really good music. He kind of has, you know, gone off the reservation a few times and done some uh, crazier music that hasn't quite connected um, on the radio as much. But I think some of this music could definitely end up on the radio as well. And seeing how it's now debuting at number one, um, I could see it having this new life, you know, the two months old thing, breathing new life into it, this number one debut. And um, and I want to hear some of this on the radio because it's a it's a great album. Yeah, you know, the the um, people were probably wondering, you know, why did this album not chart back in February when it first came out? And the album was initially released as a um, basically a, a streaming only album for the most part through Tidal's streaming service, I believe on the like February 13th or 14th. And it was also like super briefly released as a commercial album through Kanye's website for for a hot second, and then that quickly stopped. So basically, it was just streaming only through Tidal. Tidal never actually reported any of those streaming uh, figures to Nielsen Music, and Nielsen Music is the company that powers all of the data for Billboard's, you know, the vast majority of the data for Billboard's charts, including the Billboard 200. So we never actually had any uh, streaming data for this album until this past week, when the album became widely available at all major streaming services like Apple and Spotify, in addition to Tidal. And it also became uh, commercially available through Kanye's website, through Tidal, and um, those sales were reported as well. Um, in addition, uh, the album was also sold uh, back back in February when he did his Yeezy uh, fashion show. There were tickets to his Madison Square Garden event where he did the fashion show that came bundled with the digital album. And people who also experienced the fashion show through a live stream through movie theaters also had the option of purchasing the album then. Now, back then in February, when you bought these tickets, you thought you were going to get the album like the same day as the fashion show, because that's when everyone thought the album was coming out, and then it didn't. So basically, those albums are kind of like delayed in their delivery, and they finally got delivered this past week. So... All that said, that's a lot of preface and preamble to the actual chart information. It debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. It's Kanye's seventh number one. All seven of those have debuted at number one. It earned 94,000 equivalent album units in the week ending April 7th, according to Nielsen Music. Of that, just 28,000 were in traditional album sales. And those sales came, again, from Kanye's website through Tidal and then through those concert movie ticket uh, combo platter options. Um, And everything else were streams, uh, streaming equivalent albums. And uh, if you do the math, uh, it did 66,000 in streaming equivalent units. 
uh, streaming equivalent album units, which when you take that and multiply it by 1,500 streams, because that's the math that we do to come up with units, streaming units for the Billboard 200, uh, Kanye's album actually had 99 million streams for its tracks in America in the week ending April 7th. So that's pretty huge. (laughs) Um, And it's the first time that an album has been number one where the majority of its units have come from streams. Uh, We've never had an album at number one where more than half of its uh, uh, total came just from streams. So, um, you know, Kanye is always trying to be innovative and he's done it again with this album. And, um, you know, sometimes I think people may argue that he makes things difficult, but sometimes, you know, um, people do things in very unconventional ways. And certainly The Life of Pablo is a very sort of unconventional rollout of an album. Um, but clearly it paid off and he has another number one. So congrats to Kanye on his seventh number one album. Um, I want to move on to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, which uh, the induction ceremony for uh, the 2016 class, I, I guess they call it the 2016 class, happened last Friday night. Um, I'd love it if Katie could give us an update on this because, you know, there was the typical folks that you would expect to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, Cheap Trick, Chicago, Deep Purple, Steve Miller, um, uh, and then NWA, (laughs) which is an unconventional choice. But um, I I think, uh, you know, I think most people would argue that they are uh, very rock and roll, even though they are hip hop. Uh, Katie, what was the the big news uh, from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and and why was the NWA induction so newsworthy? Well, as the Pop Shop Podcast resident hip-hop head, I will report (laughs) on on NWA's induction. Um, I was actually working Friday night. We had a couple of people on the ground at Barclays Center for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony, which will air on um, HBO later this spring, but um, actually took place on Friday night. Um, And in their speech, NWA responded to Gene Simmons having a few things to say about NWA being in the Rock Hall and about just kind of hip hop in general. Um, He first of all said that they're not rock and roll, therefore they don't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then he said he's just waiting, uh, biding his time until hip hop dies. So um, that's where Gene Simmons is on that uh, category. Gene Simmons, obviously the uh, front man of KISS. And so, you know, NWA had a few things to say about that. Um, MC Ren actually called out Gene Simmons by name in their speech. And then Ice Cube kind of followed up um, on his accusation that that, uh, NWA are not rock and roll. He said, the question is, are we rock and roll? And I say, you're goddamn right. We are rock and roll. (laughs) Um, He said, rock and roll is not conforming to the people who came before you, but creating your own path in music and life. That is rock and roll. And that is us. I kind of think that's hard to argue with um you know the very the the idea that rock is only rock music and not kind of an attitude and uh a way of thinking um is is kind of an old school mindset um and so they definitely challenged that and of course gene simmons had to respond yet again because he hadn't said enough and so he tweeted at ice cube over the weekend and said let me know when Jimi hendrix gets into the hip-hop hall of fame then you'll have a point Uh, So Gene Simmons is basically the crotchety old man in this fight because there is no hip hop hall of fame like this, obviously. Um, And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it celebrates, you know, mainstream music in general and and the biggest music and the most talented musicians. And the idea that it can only be, you know, groups of people playing guitars 
is just it just seems very antiquated at this point so um i'm clearly team ice cube and team nwa on this one yeah i mean are diana ross and the supremes rock and roll i mean their pop music is madonna rock and roll she's she's certainly a pop dance sometimes rock chameleon i think it's a lot of it has to do with just you know it's 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 a nice catch-all for you know music people who who shook the industry and changed music and rock and roll is a nice name but i think it's the 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 idea behind it has probably expanded um from what it probably started out as in the 80s um but yeah i mean yeah come on now gene simmons come on now um also this weekend, um, another award ceremony, but of a different, uh, uh, a, a, a different kind of award ceremony. The MTV Movie Awards, which can always be counted on as being a very irreverent show, um, was, I believe, taped on Saturday but aired on Sunday. Um, certainly a lot of uh, pop culture, water cooler moments in the show involving uh, Zac Efron and Seth Rogen's groin. I think Alexander Sarsgaard may have been in a pair of tidy whities on the on the stage. Of course, I happen to notice these things of all the things. Just that's just me. Um, uh, Katie, uh, there were some music related moments in the show though that were actually pretty notable, right? Yeah, actually, um, I flew into New York on Sunday night and then immediately went to the office and joined uh, my colleagues to uh, cover the MTV Movie Awards because that's just what I do when I'm in New York City. Um, <laughs> but it was a very musical show, actually. Um, Ariana Grande and Halsey both performed. Um, Ariana's performance was very Jessica Rabbit, very old Hollywood, like smoky club. Um, she performed Dangerous Woman, and she was backed only by a piano. And uh, that piano player actually was Tony-winning composer Jason Robert Brown, who was behind Ariana's Broadway debut in 13. So that was kind of a cool reunion and, you know, kind of another notch for Ariana as like a legitimate, you know, musician as opposed to just a pop singer. Um, it, it definitely, you know, was another amazing vocal by Ariana that we've come to expect. Um, and Halsey had a really striking performance. They could not have been more different performances where Ariana's was very stripped down. Halsey's was very much like a high production. Um, she was wearing this floor length white cape with a white cutout strappy bodysuit thing <laughs> and uh, she performed Castle um, and she had projected snow floating all around her um, uh, what we haven't mentioned yet is that the MTV Movie Awards were actually outdoors this year which was a was a different look for them and so um, it allowed Ariana and Halsey both to get really creative with their setups because you know there was no ceiling basically literally or metaphorically <laughs> for what they could do and so um, they both really you know uh took advantage of that environment and and had these really high production performances um which i guess is fitting for the movie awards they were very cinematic yeah and uh there were a few other uh music moments too when ryan reynolds won best comedic performance for deadpool um salt and peppa emerged performing shoop which is on the movie soundtrack and in the in the movie um so that was super fun. And then Will Smith won the Generation Award, ostensibly for his movie career, but The Lonely Island actually came out before he uh, gave his acceptance speech and did a medley of his hits. 
um, while wearing, you know, only one strapped overalls and neon shirts in uh, uh, tribute to the Fresh Prince. And they pl- they uh, performed Parents Just Don't Understand, Summertime, Men in Black, Getting Jiggy With It. Um, and, of course, the Fresh Prince theme song as well. Uh, and it was kind of crazy because we're so used to Lonely Island doing these, like, joke songs, original songs. I think it was the first time I'd seen them do, like, just a straightforward performance of uh, of music. So uh, it, it was all – those were uh, – the music moments were actually my favorite moments out of the whole show. The, the show was a little bit uh, – crazy and the outdoor vibe didn't necessarily work for the award show thing but the the music moments were were really great now <laughs> there's 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 no great transition from uh salt and peppa and will smith to trent Harmon, but we're going to make it anyways trent Harmon is our very very special guest this week um he came by the office um last week right after winning american idol couldn't have been uh, a more lovely fellow, right, Katie? Oh yeah, um, it, he was just such a such a fun interview, and I'm sh- he had been through the ringer too. He'd only slept for like an hour after winning the show and then coming right into our office. And he actually came in for a video interview. Um, so check that out on billboard.com. And he also took live questions on Billboard's Facebook. And then we also stole him for a podcast interview because we really didn't want him to sleep ever again. Um, <laughs> but it was a really great interview. And um, as you might know from our podcast a few weeks back, I'm a super fan of Idol. So it was really great to talk all things Idol with Trent because he's also a fellow fan of the show um we talked about his struggle with mono during hollywood week uh my favorite performance of his from the season which also happened to be his personal favorite and uh what direction he's planning to go on his debut country album with big machine so here's our interview with trent for all that and more Hello, Trent, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Nice to be here, y'all. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming. Um, it's a pretty big night for you. Kind, uh, of. <laughs> kind of a big night. It, well, things happened. Yeah, a few things, things happened. Happen. Um, I'm sure this whole season was a whirlwind, but the last two days especially were really packed with the final performance show and then the massive finale with all those returning idols and judges. With all that buildup, what was it like when Ryan finally said your name out loud? It was worth it <laughs> staying up late getting up early you know it was it was worth it um and i have often wondered throughout this process if it would be worth it you know if i were to get cut at any point if i was going to get some kind of bang for my buck for all of the you know all the crap that i've put my body through and my voice and um well we're doing an interview right now and so i guess so it, I guess worked. it, was worth it worked out it. have you slept since last night i got one hour Oh my god! Oh night, no! One hour. Yeah. So this is this is the this is when we should ask you all the questions where you're just gonna like, like be totally like completely sensible about your answers. You're like <laughs> I don't know what I just said. I'm a zombie right now. You are going to get the truth. Yeah, <laughs> I think I don't know what I just said. The unbiased truth will come out of my mouth. Quick, grill him. <laughs> So there was so much renewed interest in American Idol this year because of it being the farewell season. So it's a pretty big deal to be the uh, final winner for now, as Ryan said. Um, did the contestants feel that that extra weight of this season? Yeah, I think we all did. Um, and I think we did early on in the game, uh, especially when it got down to like top top 51, maybe top 54. I think it started sinking into people that, you know, like I got a real shot to go down in a book in history you know as somebody that did something big 
you know, you're going to always think of the first idol being Kelly, and you're going to think of all the great ones in between there. You're going to think of the David Cooks and the David Archuletas and the and the Daughters. All the Davids. So many Davids. But you're going to think of the last one too. You know, that's just it's just human nature to think of the first and the last mm-hmm. of anything. So I'm just blessed that it's me. There's only one Trent. There's only, only one Trent. Only one. And uh, your big coronation song, Falling. Uh, first of all, it's a great song. And second of all, you sing the hell out of it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, when did you first hear that song, and what was kind of the process like of, of choosing songs? Let's see. I think I heard it for the first time would have been after the show a week ago. It would have been last Thursday. Okay. Um, the, last show, the last show at CBS. Um, and um, as soon as I heard it, I liked it. And uh, I talked to a couple of the former idols, and they came to me and said, Trent, do you like your song? And I said, um, they said, I'll tell you what, before you answer, it doesn't matter if you like it. <laughs> it's your song. <laughs> it's yours. And they said, but if you do like it, man, that's a good thing. And I mm-hmm. said, guys, I would buy that song if y'all were singing it. If any, who are, I, I like the song. Yeah. I mean, Keith Urban you know, co-wrote it, so that that. Can't it's not hurt. a bad place that to start. That can't hurt. I mean, <laughs> so y'all uh, then you immediately can't say I don't like it. Oh, absolutely! I love it. I yeah. love it, and I really, I really do. You know, it, it even the even the key. When I heard the key, I knew it was in B. You know, and that's my key. If I if I have to, you know, grab my guitar and play, I always go straight to B. And it's just crazy <laughs> that they picked a song and did it in that key, and then it fit my voice. You know, I think it was custom. I, it was. Literally. It was a custom fit. Yeah, custom fit. And since we're Billboard, we got to talk about charts. And your song already went to number two on our real time charts last night. That's what people are saying. <laughs> I've been so busy, I I haven't touched that other than to try to just text people back, you know, and 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 reach out to love on some folks for for what they did last night. But I, I so I'm I am not completely unaware and ignorant to the fact that the song did well and. Um, Continues to do well. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, people, you want people to buy your music, you know, quality product. So, and you talked a little about, bit about how hard the whole idol process can be on you. And one of my first memories of you this season was when you had mono during Hollywood Week, <laughs> which was insane. And you had to perform as a group of one, so you didn't infect anybody. Ugh. You know, first of all, like, what was that experience like? And second of all, did you have any idea that you could get to this point, winning the show, let alone continuing on having Abs- to deal with absolutely that? Absolutely not. Um, I didn't. I, I've, I've kind of always known, you know, at, at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, I'd be in the shower singing and stuff, and I'd be like, man, I could hang with those people on that show. Man, I could hang, but there are so many things things there are so many little intangible things that have to go just the right way you have to catch the right person at the right time of the day to make it through all those hoops mm-hmm. and um i made it to hollywood week and i thought oh cool i got mono yeah <laughs> that's that's cool <laughs> great timing um, you know and I, I had a pretty serious talk with jesus that night in the shower and i, <laughs> I said some pretty pretty hurtful things and i got you know i said some pretty, <clears throat> pretty bad stuff and uh Right, I, and I, right in the middle of it, I stopped and I said, "All right, you want me to have mono? I'll do it with mono, whatever." Uh, but I made it, you know, and I pushed through it. And I don't, I, I, God forbid, anything worse happens than that. But I don't know if I'll ever have to sing through anything tougher than that. It was crazy. I and mean, the judges obviously loved you and and wanted to keep you around, yeah. even though you were going through that. And you still sang amazingly during that whole process too. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it made me, it was like the adrenaline just like kicks something. in. Like, it I was gotta, something. I got to get through this. It was the throat coat. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out at throat coat. It had to be that, you know. So. 
Um, so you got to spend the last few days surrounded by dozens of previous Idol winners and finalists. Um, who did you get the most starstruck by just, you know, being in their midst? You know, people keep smiling whenever I say this, but I was, am, and was a huge David Archuleta fan whenever yeah. he was on the show. Yeah. I, you know, I think it was really because we were the same age while he was on the show. And um, I just remember watching him and thinking, man, I sing all those songs that he sings. I sing really similar to him. Whatever, I was that age, you know. I've, my voice has changed and adapted to different things. But I, I, I saw him and I was like, man, I've been a fan since day one. Day one, day one. And he was just he was just so happy that I, you know, that I was a fan. You know, and we just had we, I, I fangirled for a minute. It was awesome. I think he's actually aging the other direction. Yeah, he he's somehow much like younger. looks like he's fourteen. He literally <laughs> looks the ex- exactly the same as he did. You didn't have trouble recognizing. Not him. at all. <laughs> it looked, it, same human, same face. And did uh, did those past winners and finalists offer you some post idol advice? You know what's cool? They didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that's the best part. They said. Um, we're not going to bother you right now. You know, several of them came up to me at the after party and different things. They said, we're not going to bother you right now. Here's our contact information. You need to text us at any point of any day, anytime you want to, and ask anything. You know, what shoes should I wear to this? What time <laughs> should I go do this? Who should I call about that? And they said, and we will help you. This You're you're the last one. You need to go go out strong and represent all oh, of us cool. well. And they didn't. They didn't bother me. You know, I, I expected them to be like, hey, man, make sure you call this guy. They said, Here's my number. Text me. <laughs> you'll know when you'll need it. Yeah, especially Ruben. <laughs> oh, that's oh, cool. Ruben, man, he was he he took me to the side for a minute. And he said, "Don't let all these people talk to you and drive you crazy." Now, here's my number. You call me anytime you want to. He was really nice. It seems like there's like a like a real like a sense of family throughout all the idols and and like the the team and the production team behind Idol. Like that's right. like it's very like tight knit, and it's always like you know. You, all of you have gone through something unique that mm-hmm. only the 200 of you that's right. have been through. And so there's that, it's like, call me. We, we know what you've <laughs> we been know. through. That's right. It's it's a boot camp. And, yeah. you know, love, hate, or be indifferent towards Idol, it does not matter. There was a sea of people on that stage that Idol has made relevant in homes for so many years. So it doesn't matter what you think about Idol, you know. It, it, look at that stage. Yeah. Last night was a really yeah. great display yeah. of everything that's come from Idol. Um, so one of my favorite performances of yours this season was uh, your cover of Chris Stapleton's What Are You Listening To? Really? She, yes. She's talked about this before on yes. previous shows. Oh my gosh, nobody ever talked. That was my favorite song. Well, outstanding. Oh, I feel so good. But it well, really, like, you guys take <laughs> But it really made me like see your countryside, yes. which, you know, um, obviously you're from Mississippi, so like you have a countryside, but um, it really made me like hear it in your voice after, you know, a lot of R&B and, um, you know, just having that big voice, but... Chris Stapleton's kind of the perfect example of how broad country music can be. And so is that kind of what's drawing you to the country genre a little bit? I don't remember exactly why it was that we, but we really got a lot of leeway with picking our song for that particular performance. It was at the top 24, going down to 14 at the Viviana. And um, I took a pretty big risk singing that song. It's probably one of his most under-the-radar songs, but it's still a big song if you know him. And um, not one human in that in that building knew that song. Well, <laughs> not one. I mean, it was it was pin drop quiet. But wow. at the end of it, a lot of people came and said, "Wow, that, you know why it was quiet? Because we loved that song. It was such a good song." And I took a big risk singing that, you know. And it was my favorite performance. And I said, you know, if I go out tonight, I go out singing the song that I wanted to sing. 
And uh, so many times people don't get to do that, and I got to do it, and I made it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a country song. Yeah, it's a country song. It yeah. tells a good story, and uh, it's it's a country song, and I loved it. And so, as you're going into this album making process after the show, you know, is that is that a, a sound that you're looking at? I think you made a good point just a second ago. You said how broad country is, and yeah. I mean, if somebody can define what country music is in 2016, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck, because country's cool. Mm. You know, and I won't say right now because country's that's, always been country's cool. always been cool. But I hey mean, now. right? Right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, right now you can go make an album and call it country and if you do it right with the right people it can be country yeah. you know and uh i feel like stapleton is proving that every day he's singing how he wants to sing he's writing what he wants to write and it's good it's good music so, I'd so be this, I'd be glad to make music like so, that. So this means Chris Stapleton is getting a phone call right now, right. to work oh, on your album, son. <laughs> I would I I I've never fainted, but I would faint. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I mean it in the most serious way. He and Alan Stone both. I sang an Alan uh, Stone song yep. for my very first audition. I look up to those guys more than they will ever 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 know. You know, they. I got to see Alan in concert in November, right before I went to Hollywood Week, and it inspired me to win. I recorded most of the concert, and I, you know, I still referenced those songs that he sang, and I said, if I can get in that headspace and sing and like that while I'm on that stage, I'll win the show, because he won me over that night. I yeah. was already a fan, and then I was a super fan. Wow, that's awesome. It was so funny because I told him, I said, I told his merch person, I said, I'm going to sing one of his songs on TV. <laughs> she said, oh, that's cute. What that's, size do you wear? That's you know, yeah. and so, you need a keychain? $20, yeah, please. $20, come on, move, move aside. That's lovely. <laughs> They've reached out since then, you know, and they're like, oh, we, oh crap. You were telling the truth, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, that's so cool. They fired their merch person since then. <laughs> So I know to finish up here, I know that you've been watching Idol for a while now. So I wanted to maybe give you throw you a few trivia questions. Also, by the way, Katie has seen like every season. Yeah, I love she's, she's like Idol, Idol. I reserve the right to know the answer to none of these. All right. Even though yes. I did study, yeah. I did study because we were told we could be quizzed. You know, we can do a phone a friend. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm gonna phone you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first one, which American Idol winner was known as the Velvet Teddy Bear? Woohoo! I'll give you a hint. You mentioned him as having a great interaction oh, with him. Yes. Ruben. All right. Who, which Idols fan said that they had McFever? McFever. Would it be McFee? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Catherine, Catherine McFee. Um, now, this is, I feel like last night kind of gives this one away a little bit, but who was in the bottom three with Jennifer Hudson the week of her shocking elimination? Would have been Fantasia. 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 Really? And, and Latoya, who she also performed with last night. Those really? Three that ladies, was the bottom three. It was the bottom three that week that Jennifer got booted. America was on drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something. That was Literally. a bad week. That yeah, was, it was a bad, a bad week. week. <laughs> Can you imagine? Say that again. Can you imagine that was the three? It's like, no, nobody could imagine. They actually made George Huff was in the center of it was the bottom three, top three. He had to choose who's the top three, who's the bottom because they didn't tell. They they split them up on stage. They had two groups of three. Really? And they said, okay, George, pick who you. think think is the who's the top who's, who's the, the top bottom and the bottom and he of course went with the three divas as they yeah. called themselves and yeah and then ryan were. was like nope that's the bottom three this week <laughs> america there's your bottom three and i was like what <laughs> wow anytime and I then think, she won an academy award yeah i was yeah. gonna say anytime <laughs> yeah. that's a bottom three something there's a there's a moon is messed up something there's a tide pull or something something's yeah <laughs> something's not right all right well we've quizzed you enough thank you so much for stopping by um congrats on your big idol win Congratulations. and, and good you. luck we'll definitely be paying attention to what you have coming next i appreciate you so much thank, thank you. you thank you
Thanks again to Trent Harmon for coming into the office. Uh, I hope he's had a little bit of sleep uh, since <laughs> in the past week or so because he is going to have one crazy year ahead of him. Well, since it's been three days since we talked to him, he probably has had three hours of sleep now. Yeah, at least three hours. Well, you know, I think I think that's kind of it, Katie. Um, I look forward to hearing all about your bagel adventure in New York because Katie is on a mission to find the best bagel in New York. And I think she's going to try a new bagel every day. Is that correct? I'm actually going coffee this time. So I need to still report back on uh, on Twitter uh, about Grumpy's Coffee, which was my first experiment of uh, of Monday morning. So um, just, you know, follow follow Twitter for all the greatest coffee in New York City this week. Oh, coffee. Okay. All right. I was I was mistaken. I, I, I misread a treat. I thought it was all about bagels this week. So I apologize. Um, I'm sure you could probably enjoy a bagel along with your coffee. Uh, yes. You could do. Yes, you could do many different permutations and variations of New York's finest bagels and coffee. Um I feel like we should go out on some sort of like New York themed song just because you're in New York for the week, don't you think? What what song do you think that we should pick? Well, because I'm so hip hop, we should probably uh, go with Empire State of Mind. That is a perfect choice. So we'll go out on Empire State of Mind from Alicia Keys and Jay-Z. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. I'll be spiked out. I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from you.